It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for ceasefire customer. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Your break from all of the high resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media. We're broadcasting live on the score 1400 AM, usually on WMXI News Radio 981. Not the case tonight. They've got uh, Mississippi State basketball on over there. So um, if you're listening, you're obviously listening on the score 1400. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. We've got a great, uh, a great guest coming up. And he says I need to bring some energy to to this thing. Are you ready to join us? You need a minute? I am ready. All right, guys, this guy I I really can't even I really can't even look at him right now, okay? I'm just I'm heartbroken. I'm I'm torn. Uh outgoing director of athletics, Bill McGillis is here in the house. What's going on, Bill? Jamie it's uh, it's good to finally fulfill the promise of coming in the studio for uh, to the top talk. But uh, tell you what, it's uh, it's like the Last Supper a little bit, you know. It's 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 the last show, and I'll have dinner with someone else tonight that uh, that I'm gonna miss. But uh, uh, let me just start by uh, first of all, we've got we've got Lanny Mixon standing over here to to our left in the studio, and I want to thank Lanny, um, and. Uh, you know, for providing me the opportunity to come in and, and, and visit over the last three and a half years with with the listeners uh, in our community and, and uh, the Golden Eagle Nation. Lanny, thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for your uh, balanced uh, and tremendous coverage of uh, Southern Miss Athletics and, and, and sharing uh, so much information with uh, Golden Eagles everywhere. Jamie, I'm excited to be with you. We did the we did the podcast uh, a couple of months ago. It was fantastic. Loved it. It was a great time. And uh, um, but it's good to it's good to be here. I'm going to wind things down over the next 24 hours. Today was technically my last day at the university, but uh, I imagine I'm going to have to sneak in the office tomorrow if they haven't locked me out and uh, finish up a few things. I want to make sure that uh, we've got uh, Zach uh, Woodfin squared away and that uh, we've dotted the I's and crossed some T's on this and that we've got some things in order for the next man or, or woman who's here on a permanent basis as our director of athletics. But I am uh, leaving here uh, feeling a, a lot of different emotions, um, a lot of fulfillment, um, you know, for the blessing it's been to have been here for uh four football seasons and three and a half calendar years, I guess. And, uh, just a lot of tremendous memories. And, uh, we're going to be golden Eagles for life for a lot of different reasons. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I guess the, 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 the big question, what motivated you to take the job at San Diego? You know, it's, it's a combination of a couple things. Um, and really for the first time in my 30 year career, it's really the first time where I have, honed in on probably an opportunity that's best for our family. And, uh, you know, I'm one of 11 kids in our family, number 10 of 11, and uh, there's only one of us that's not in the West, 
and uh, you know we've got one parent of our four parents living, and so the balance of the of the personal opportunity uh, to to be on the West Coast within a day's drive of Seattle. Um, an easy flight to Seattle and our relatives are kind of spread from Northern California to, um, to North of Seattle and kind of everywhere in between, but that personal opportunity to be near home, um, and, and then professionally, you know, going to a great institution, uh, an institution that I first thought of about 31 years ago. I don't know if you've heard that story, but, uh, um, I'll recount it in case uh, the listeners haven't, but um, 31 years ago or so when I was a senior in college at St. Thomas University in Miami, Florida, I had to do an internship to complete my degree there. And uh, so I wrote a variety of universities around the country at that time, including the University of San Diego. And I wrote a letter. Now, keep in mind, this is pre-email, okay? I wrote a letter uh, back then to the sports information director at the University of San Diego, a guy named Ted Gosen, whose name I remembered, and asking about doing an internship there. And he wrote me back and said uh, he would love to have me, but uh, that there was not an opportunity. They didn't have the resources for an intern and, uh, you know, thank me for writing. And I ended up going to the University of Houston and stayed for 13 years, got an internship there and stayed. Um And uh, lo and behold, I'm sitting in front of the president of the University of San Diego a week or two before the New Orleans Bowl. And uh, uh, and I recounted for him the story of having written Ted Gosen 31 years ago. And Ted Gosen is still the sports information director at the University of San Diego and actually and actually uh, had to call me 31 years later. Uh, as he was preparing the press release to announce the hiring of his new boss. <laughs> and uh, But I grew up following the West Coast Conference and uh, really closely and, and felt like that, was, that would be a league that uh, would be a great match for me at some point. Uh, that league is predominantly Catholic institutions. The University of San Diego is uh, a Catholic university, one of the best Catholic universities in the country, and we're a Catholic family. And so professionally, just a match with a great Catholic school um, on the West Coast made it right for our family. And uh, But, you know, when I say we're Golden Eagles for life, I mean it. Uh, our daughter is going to graduate from Southern Miss in May. She's had a tremendous experience here. Our son is planning on enrolling at Southern Miss and playing for Coach Barry. And, uh, you know, so we're probably going to have an eight-year stretch of having a child at this university. That coupled with just three and a half plus tremendous years here, um, you know, qualifies us to be Golden Eagles for life. And uh, so, um, you know, we're excited to be going, but sad to be leaving. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate. You think about the big moments and those kinds of things. But really, I said in my first press conference at Southern Miss that you win with people. And I'm leaving here knowing you win with people, and that's what we've done. Um, you, you always wish you would achieve more, you know, during during your time. and, and uh, But I don't leave here really with any regrets at all. And, and collectively, uh, all of us as a staff, as coaches, as student athletes, as a university administration, we've got a lot of good things done 
in the last three and a half years. And I'm proud of that, that we've done it collectively. Uh, back to something you said a minute ago. You said that your kids are going to be here at Southern Miss. So that means you'll have room in the mother-in-law suite when I come out there next year, right? You know what? We're going to be <laughs> we're going to be living in a tent, and uh, in San Diego, and uh, maybe a studio apartment um, if we do well. Um, well yeah, that's I mean, true. it that's is true. crazy the real yeah. estate out there, but uh, it's going to be a different deal. We've got that little. Uh, 10 year old going with us and that and that's it um but uh it's gonna be fun to follow uh this place from uh this moment forward guys we'll be right back with more to the top talk after the break come right back to us We're back right here on To The Top Talk. I'm sitting here with our outgoing athletic director at Southern Miss, Bill McGillis. Now, Bill, you mentioned some of the things that have happened uh, over your time at, at USM. Tell us a little bit about your tenure at Southern Miss. Well, um, from my perspective, you know, and everybody views it differently, but, um, you know, I think that uh, – First of all, let me say that the place, the program, um, really was exactly what I expected. There were no significant surprises for me at all. I knew coming in from having followed this program, you know, at least as far back as Conference USA was formed uh, in the mid-90s when I was at Houston and on some of those founding league meetings with Bill McClellan and Helen Grant and Nick Floyd and those guys, you know, I, from that point forward, I really followed Southern Miss and, and, uh, felt like as informed as you can be as someone from not within the program, I felt like, you know, I brought that. And, uh, so I was not surprised. Um, you know, I found it to be what I thought a passionate place, um, a lean environment, a challenging environment, um, but in a, but an environment that's also conducive to success um, because people care at Southern Mass, number one. Um, you know, administratively, we've had really good support from Dr. Bennett and his cabinet. Um, and it's been that way from the get-go. So we've enjoyed the entire time. You know, it's no secret then that when we came in the late summer of 2013, um, Things were a bit unsettled. Right. You, <laughs> you came know. into a – somebody had just stepped on an ant bed and lit it on fire. It was unsettled. and uh, But, you know, I think that, again, collectively, um, I think we've done a nice job over the last three and a half years getting things settled down. And, um, you know, we've had good competitive success. Um, we've had very good academic success. Um Others will judge the condition of the program, but a lot of people have made comments to me uh, that you've left it better than you found it. I don't know if that's the case. I feel like we worked really hard. We have made a lot of progress. I'm not here to judge what it was like before I got here. But, uh, you know, I truly believe every single program we have, 
every every program we have, including men's basketball, is a better program today than it was four years ago. And again, it's because of the collective effort of a lot of people. I was just one piece of the puzzle. But, um, you know, um, I'll certainly take great pride in the football program's restoration to excellence and uh, and getting that back to a competitive level, um, you know, to back-to-back bowl appearances, you know, three and four years into, you know, our tenure here. And that's a tribute to the coaching staff that was in place, um, Coach Munkin and I, you know, were privileged to start at the same time. He came in the spring of 2013. I came in August of 2013. I felt from day one, day one, that uh, as I was around him, that he was going to achieve success here. And he, his staff, and his players did a magnificent job of putting that program back together. And I think administratively, we supported him. I think we made good administrative decisions that enabled some success and helped foster success. You know, it's interesting that that has me thinking about oftentimes in our industry, people refer to the administrator who's over uh, and providing supervision to a particular sport on college campuses. They're often referred to as sport administrators. And I tried to get our senior staff, individuals who are in those roles, to not to not consider themselves sport administrators, but consider themselves sport facilitators. And that's how I view my time here. I view it as someone who carried the torch, picked up the baton from General Hammond, and uh, and I'm going to pass it on to someone else in the next few weeks. And uh, and I think um, my role has been to facilitate continued success, get some things in order, and I think we've done that. Um, you know, I think about the competitive improvement, again, across the board, um, uh, really massive improvement, really, when you think about it. You know, football gets the most attention, and people care the most about football in terms of the masses. Uh, Jay's done a great job, I think, of, of uh, carrying on and building the foundation, uh, strengthening the foundation from what Coach Munkin and that staff did. Uh, Jay's staff did a great job uh, of, I think, the transition in the spring of 2016, did a really nice job with that transition from one staff to the next, um, and uh, got us out of the box with a tremendous win at Kentucky and did some very good things, went through some adversity during the year for sure um, with, with Nick's injury, but not just Nick's injury, just other challenges during the year had their backs against the wall. And I thought it was a real tribute to who Jay Hobson is and to the, you know, the quality of the coaching staff that, that they hung in there when nobody really thought they were going to finish it and get it done the way they did. And with their backs against the wall, beat a very good Louisiana tech team handily and then go to a bowl game and, 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 you know, win that game to finish with two wins. And that was really positive. Joy has continued to do her thing in women's basketball. She's got a very good team. She's remade this team. Uh, you look at the transformation of the program under Wendy Hogan softball, Erica Brennan in women's golf, John Stewart in uh, men's track and field and women's track and field, Zubin Engineer in uh, men's tennis, Dom Modis in uh, 
women's tennis and and you just kind of go on and on scott berry's continued to to have great success and got over the hump this past spring and got us back to a regional and and then you you look at men's basketball and um you know the success that we had during that two-year window in in uh 2012 and 2013 was make believe it was make believe and uh so doc sadler has had to endure um unbelievable uh change unbelievable adversity and the guy's a hell of a coach and um it's hard for people to understand the depth of 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 those problems that he inherited and what it means to pull out of that and then it doesn't happen in two years three years four years it's going to take time but um he's got a full roster and that was a start you know, and uh, I think Doc will do a great job. And if people are patient um, and now see, you know, what how different this team is with a point guard um, who's a fifth year senior and our best player, which he didn't have for the first whatever, 17 games of the year, however many games it was. So um, I'm happy for Doc, happy for our fans that uh, the outlook in men's basketball is much, much better today than it was um, academically um, every year that we've been here. The overall grade point average has improved. We're graduating all of our kids, so very proud of that. They're great citizens. You know, I talked repeatedly about winning in the classroom, winning on the playing field, winning in the community. I wanted to simplify everything down to that. Not some big, long mission statement. Not some, some you know, trendy vision statement. Let's just talk about those things, those three things. And we talked about them over and over again in our building, um, in public settings, in locker rooms. And our student-athletes have done that. They've done a great job. I've been proud to be a part of it. And I look forward to following the many successes of this program going forward. What accomplishment would you say that you are most proud of if you had to, if you had to choose from everything you've been able to do here? Uh, without question, it's all people-related. That's easy. Easy. Um, there's been trophies. There's been championship rings. Um, but without question, it all boils down to two people and, uh, the, the staff that we've assembled, the coaching staff and the administrative staff coupled with our student athletes and the culture that we have fostered over the last three and a half years, the work ethic, the integrity of this team of people, um, and how productive they are, how talented they are. Um, if there's if there's a legacy left behind, in my mind, it's the people. And in some cases, they were here. We retained them. We promoted them. We mentored them. We developed the talent here. Um, in some cases, it's been those that we identified, sought, recruited, and hired both coaches and administrators. And we have an exceptional team of people. You can take this coaching staff and administrative staff and you could pop them into any program in America, the biggest brands, the most high-profile places, and they'd be successful. When you think about, um, and some of the names are known and some aren't known, but going through the administrative staff, when you think about Daniel Feig, um, the executive associate AD, the number two in the department, 
Um, the guy is an expert in many areas, starting with compliance, provide great leadership through the NCAA men's basketball case. There's nobody in America better than Daniel Feig at the areas that he's responsible for. Um, and he's got a great way about him, does it with great integrity. Brian Morrison, Christy Holloway, uh, that whole development staff, you know, Lee, uh, Cody, Marcy. I mean, those guys are great. Retooling that development staff is something I'm really proud of and starting to move the needle. We've got miles to go financially. The financial challenge here is, co is a colossal challenge. I carefully choose that word. It is a colossal challenge, and we need everybody in that, that loves the black and gold and, and the Golden Eagles to invest at a higher level than we've all invested before. Um, it's very, very important. But uh, Brent Jones on the marketing side, um, you know, Sonia Varnell, Kent Hagenauer, I mean, that whole team, Jeremy McLean, who was with us for a couple of years, is, is as good as there is in America Okay, as good as there is in America, that whole group, coaching staff-wise, exceptional leaders, great integrity. Um, and so really, to me, that's that's the thing I'm most proud of is the effort of the staff, the, the quality, the character, the values of the staff. And that matters. That matters. And that's the foundation for success. And whatever success we've had is attributed to those people. And it's been a privilege for me to work with them. And, uh, and again, just kind of facilitate success. You mentioned the financial challenge. And it, it's always been my opinion that a big reason for the challenge, I mean, you could, you could name a number of different things. But the, the big reason for the challenge, I feel like a lot of times Southern Miss fans have been spoiled. We've got players that work hard. We've got, we've got blue-collar teams all the way up. We've been very successful without having those resources. So how do you go about, you know, convincing the fan base – to, to step it up how do you how do you you know take it to the next level in raising money for the programs let me say a couple important things in that regard um, that are impor important because at times we beat ourselves up about um, uh, about the level of support here and, and and it can be kind of a self-defeating kind of thing I want to make it clear that for an institution of our size, in a community of our size, um, at the level in which we compete, our program has been well supported by our fans. Um, there are a lot of places in Conference USA, a lot of, lot of group of five institutions that would like to have our level of support, both in terms of attendance and private giving. And I want to thank and applaud our fans that have invested the way they have for supporting this program for a long time. Uh, now, having said that, we're in an era of escalating expense and um, a very challenging national landscape, a very challenging conference landscape, and you know, an arms race in some ways. And we're in a we're in an era of uh, of um, bells and whistles and instant gratification and, and things like that. And I think Southern Miss has always been very lean, very prudent, um, and has been good stewards of the resources we've had. But as costs escalate and as certain revenue streams have diminished, 
like the uh, multimedia-related revenues that come through your conference, um, because of just the rally of the national marketplace, um, it means that we have to generate more externally. And, um, you know, the next athletic director, the staff, will continue to try to craft a compelling message, I'm certain, about the need for that support. And it's absolutely critical, absolutely critical that we do that. We'll be right back with more To The Top Talk right after the break. What's going on? This is Jamie back here, right here on To The Top Talk. Bill's taking a break right now. Well, he's coming back. There he goes. Bill's back with us. That What's was happening? The, that was the commissioner of the West Coast Conference calling <laughs> <Was it really? laughs> to, to introduce herself. <laughs> nice. Very um, nice. And uh, Hey, do me a favor when you get out there with the West Coast people. Like, I want you to speak very poorly about um, Zach Woodfin. Like, just slander his name everywhere and just the most worthless employee you could ever have. <laughs> uh, Make no effort to hire him. I mean, why would you hire a head strength coach that's out of shape like that? Right, exactly. I mean, that's, exactly. That's sloppy, a sloppy body like yeah, that? Yeah, look I mean, at him. You know, can't inspire anybody. <laughs> yeah, you know. right. Um, no, it's uh, it's all good. Zach Woodfin's right where he needs to be. And, uh He's going to do a next uh, a great job for the next few weeks uh, during this period of transition. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I, I wonder if he has a future in administration. What do you think? I think he can. And uh, you know, it's funny when Zach was named the interim AD, um, which which naturally caught a lot of people off guard, really surprised people. Um, maybe because it was the first time in history that it's occurred, right? <laughs> but. Uh, um, our, our women's golf coach, Erica Brennan pulled up apparently the podcast that you and I did, uh, in which I made a statement, uh, and she played it for people in which I said that, uh, Zach Woodfin was a guy that, you know, I would take as my number two guy at Southern Miss or anywhere, anywhere else in America. Zach has the talent to do whatever he wants. And, uh, Zach is all about changing lives and uh impacting lives and um if you ask me i think he's going to be a strength coach in 10 years i would say no i would say no um i think that there's a there's a larger group a bigger population that zach woodfin is going to be able to affect than a group of student athletes on one campus and i don't know what that will look like but uh He's a tremendously talented guy. Uh, I have no idea if it'll be administration or what it will be, but I think there's a. Uh, I think he's going to continue to do great work at Southern Miss uh, in terms of sports performance, and he's affecting all of our teams, not just football. And he'll continue to do that, do it really, really well. And uh, but but someday, I think there's a different opportunity for him, um, just to affect more people and in a really positive way we've been blessed to have him here um you know i take a lot of pride in that um how that came about and how we retained him 
Um, you know, sometimes it's decisions and investment uh, and, you know, kind of selective opportunities that you take advantage of that people never hear about, don't know about, don't know what went on behind the scenes to, to make things like that happen um, that, that you know really made the difference somewhere. And, and, and bringing Zach here, uh, contributing to making that happen, and then uh, finding a way to keep him to this point is something I take a lot of pride in. He's an awesome guy. He'll do a great job as the interim AD. Well, I know you got to get running in a little bit. So I wanted to ask you, do you have any, any final words for the uh, Southern Miss fan base out there? With this being your swan song, this is the last day on the job. He just finished up, going to go have some meals. Uh, I'm going to go roll his yard, and then he's going to hit the road. I'm enjoying this trail mix you gave me. I highly recommend this nutrition brand protein mix. It's great Chocolate stuff. nut. Um, I'm actually going to have dinner and then go back in the office probably until about midnight to uh, get some things squared away. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm leaving with mixed emotions. This is a great place. And, um, I think with a great future, I really do. The things that, the things that we've honed in on that we've talked about tonight, I think the next AD will hone in on. I, I'll share with, uh, our fan base that I'm very, very confident in Dr. Bennett's ability to um, hire the right person this time around. And, uh, and uh, there's a, there's no doubt there's a very talented group of people interested in this job. And I know there's a lot of people that are um, eager to know who the next AD will be. And uh, I feel great about how that process will go, the way they're going about it. Uh, and we'll have someone really, really capable here. Um, and I would just encourage our fans to stay the course, build on the successes, build on the tradition that we have in place. Um, again, continue to invest, invest at a higher level. You know, it really makes a difference. When we talked about, you know, the to the top mantra, and I think about a year ago on my coin, I added a comma in the word together. And and that is the way forward for us, is to the top together. And that's also also something that I have a lot of pride in as I leave. I do think our fan base has come together, is less divided today than it was at one time. And um, I think people feel good about the future. But I do think it is a very, very challenging environment. I would encourage our people to be positive about Conference USA because it is our home. And it's where we're going to be for the foreseeable future. Doesn't mean forever. Again, doesn't mean it's our des destination, but it is our home. And we need the league to improve. We need to get better at Southern Miss across the board. And we need our league to get better. And, you know, so we need some people to be cheerleaders and advocates for our league uh, on a national stage and locally. And, uh, and I think if we're champions in this league – in multiple sports, continue to, to operate with integrity, graduate our kids. I think we're going to have a program that people will be proud of. I think people will support this program. I really believe, you know, I think I do think it's a place where you got to win at a high level, you know, to draw well. And But I think we can win at a high level. Um, I think we have a lot of advantages on a lot of people in our league. Enrollment's not one of them. You know, the other 13 schools in the league, with maybe the exception of La Tech, have larger enrollments, more student fees, 
but they don't have the tradition of Southern Miss. They don't have the infrastructure, the passion, the history. Um, we've got a very good recruiting base in the Southeast. So um, I think we've got a bright future. I'd encourage people to keep investing. I'm going to be along for the ride as a Golden Eagle. I'll be back uh, for the Conference USA softball tournament. Baseball's at home this weekend. My daughter's graduating from Southern Miss that weekend, and my son's graduating from PCS. So I look forward to coming back, and I just, again, want to thank everybody in the Golden Eagle Nation for the way they welcomed us, supported us. Bill just kept going and going there, right, leading up to the break, and I had to just cut him off, but he's back. We're going to finish up talking about the Southern Miss fans here. I had to give him some protein mix to kind of, you know, get his get – his, uh, energy back up he brought some water with him he's taking a sip good he's ready to go he's back it's all good so uh, before you were so rudely interrupted we were talking about you know final words for the southern miss fan base yeah and uh you know really again just encouragement and uh we need optimism we need optimism to permeate our fan base and it comes and goes and uh, I think people generally feel pretty good right now, and and uh, we need to sustain that. We need to sustain that through the challenging times, and and I believe we'll fill up that football stadium. I really do, and uh, we got to win in a high level. I think Jay can do that, and that's the foundation of financial success: is a full football stadium. It really is. It affects every revenue stream. But uh, I want to just encourage people to stay on board, keep building, keep investing, stay positive, believe, uh, support this next AD, who uh, I'm confident will be very capable, very talented. And uh, who is it, by the way? You, you know, I can't share that with you okay, tonight. All right. You know, maybe off, maybe <laughs> off the record. You know, when we go off the air, I'll, I'll whisper, I'll whisper in your ear one more time before I leave. Um, but. Uh, She's going to be impressive. I believe that. Cool. I'm. Hey, Bill. I'm game for whoever, man. As long as they can come in here to do the job. Me too. Me too. I talked. <laughs> I talked to. Uh, I talked to um, the search consultant last week, and uh, shared some of my perspective with him. Bob Bodine, uh, very capable search firm, and. Uh, I told him my loyalty was to Southern Miss, period, not to any individual uh, at all. It's to Southern Miss, and and uh, there's a there's going to be a great pool of candidates from which to choose, and it'll get done soon. Very nice. Well, I, I want to, you know, Lanny was said something before he left, and I kind of want to bring it up on the air. You know, you came in at a very very fractured time in Southern Miss history, and you you pretty much inherited a mess, and the fan base was divided. Kind of like the country is right now, but I think it's safe to say that uh, everybody's come back together, and we appreciate what you did here at Southern Miss. Your time, I'm going to miss you because me and you had some talks over the past couple of years, and every idea I had, you already were one step ahead of me on it. So it was extremely impressive what you did. I know a lot of fans didn't necessarily get to see everything that you know all everything you wanted to happen didn't necessarily come to fruition. Uh, but you made made a lot of strides in a lot of areas, and, and I certainly wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, most of it did come to fruition. Um, but again, you always there's always you know. And I talked to Jason Munns about this. He asked me about any regrets, and I really don't have any. 
because I look at it from the perspective of there's a bright future coming and some things we couldn't get to um, that are underway will happen under the next administration and with the support of our fan base and and uh, and they'll happen at the right time, you know, for for the university. But it's been a privilege to to be the AD here. And uh, I mean, it's incredible how quickly it seems like it's gone by, but it's been a privilege. We've been blessed and uh, and I'll be following the program uh, with great excitement going forward and appreciate you, Jamie, and uh, your your great coverage and your uh, humor and uh, your passion for the Golden Eagles. You know, I was really close to having a fake Bill McGillis on the show and it just I, you just left just right before I was on the cusp of that. Why don't you go for it right now? Have a, have a, let me hear a conversation. Hold on. A conversation between fake Jay Hobson and fake Bill McGillis. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. Well, uh, Jay, I'm out. Well, that's the reality. You can hop on the plane, you know, and maybe when you land, they'll have Popeyes for you. And, you know, you know, you know, Bill's an athlete, you know, guys, he's a, He's a heck of an athlete, and, you know, you know, he's out there, you know, he's working hard, and, you know. All right, bye. All right, that's my best That's my best Bill McGillis right now. Bye. See you guys later. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, Southern Miss? To the top. All right. You take care, Bill. That's uh, Southern Miss Athletic Director Bill McGillis. Let's get into a couple of things right before the break here. Big football recruiting weekend coming up this week. A lot of names. Keep up with the uh, Twitter page throughout the week. We'll be updating what we know. Uh, Wednesday, February the 1st, will be National Signing Day. Um, of course, there will be some signing day events that uh, come down. We did have a new commit this week. We flipped a quarterback from Georgia Southern. Uh, his name is Steven Anderson II. He's 6'3", 235 pounds. Big hoss of a guy from Sewanee, Florida. Uh, kind of reminds me of a David Garrard kind of a type. Also, this week in football, the final two Golden Eagles that were competing in the NFL playoffs were eliminated. Chris Clark with the Houston Texans. I thought he played a solid game against the New England Patriots. Of course, they fell to the Patriots. Raheem Nunez-Rochez was in uh, for a good part of the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Chiefs couldn't nail that two-point conversion at the end. So both the Golden Eagles are out. So I guess I'm done with football until signing day. I, I don't I don't know how to deal with all this. Also, the East-West Shrine game is this Saturday. That is January 21st at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. That will be on the air at 2 p.m. on the NFL Network. You need to watch because we've got two Golden Eagles on the East roster, center Cameron Tom and quarterback Nick Mullins. I was reading some of the chatter today on Twitter, and uh, some of the scouts are raving about Nick Mullins apparently, so he's certainly making quite the impression. All right, guys, come back to us. we got one more segment on To the Top Talk right here on the score, 1400 a.m. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington, of course. Uh, we just finished up with an interview with outgoing athletic director, Bill McGillis. It's 
Special thanks to Bill for coming in the studio. You can follow him right now on Twitter at Southern Miss AD. That's going to be changing in the next few hours, but you might want to jump on it while you can. You want to keep up with Bill. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow this show at To The Top Talk. Uh, also on Facebook, To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, The Score, 1400 AM. Uh, my next comedy show is going to be announced uh, in the next few days, so be sure you you follow on all the social, me- social media outlets for all of that. Next week's episode, we're going to be talking about, of course, recruiting, signing days coming up, basketball, and the athletic director search. We've got a lot going on. I'm sitting here in studio. My man Jason Bailey is here. You can follow him at Bumper J Bailey. What's going on, man? What's happening, man? Um, I tell you, man, I've really kind of got to know Bill over the past few years. Um, Super impressed with, with what he's been able to do here. And you know, like I mentioned before, I had some concerns about some things a couple of years ago. I met with him, and he was he was on the ball with every single thing, and he had some ideas that you know, if we had if we had better access to resources, I, I know he hit harp on it. And that's always been our story, but uh, it'd be amazing what we could do if we could ever get to that point. Yeah, you know, um, well, he's the one who introduced me to the high resource five terminology. And same here. We're um, we're going to keep that slogan know. at the front end of every show. And I tell you what. Uh, you know, and just what a what a joy that was just listening to it from out in the hall. But whoever the next guy is, or he said she, I don't know where that came from, but whoever it is next to uh, take the reins as AD at Southern Miss, yeah, I hope they're a lot like that guy. Yeah, I hope so too. And uh, he said the she, and I was about to say, please tell me it's not Judy McLeod. <laughs> like, <please. laughs> well, if that would have happened, you would have heard me crash into the door across the hallway. <laughs> No, but I really appreciate Bill, if you're listening, really appreciate you coming on the show. It was great, great stuff. Uh, real quick this week, uh, you don't have time to, to break down everything. This Thursday night, uh, Golden Eagle basketball team at home against North Texas at 7 p.m. Then this Saturday at home against Rice at 4 p.m. Women's basketball. The women are on the road doing just the opposite. Thursday, January 19th, they are at North Texas at 7 p.m. Then Saturday, January 21st, they are at Rice at 2 p.m. Brittany Dinkins had a heck of a week last week. If you kept up with that, um, you know she was up for National Player of the Week on, on several different outlets. Mm-hmm. So big week on her and the women's team. Also, it was just announced that Saturday, January 28th, USM hosts UAB women's basketball. It will be Coach J- uh, K James Day. Coach K James Day nice. just inducted in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame this past year. Again, watch uh, the East West Shrine game this Saturday. Nick Mullins and Cameron Tom playing for the East team. That's at 2 p.m on the NFL Network. Super excited about that. Um, man, it's heating up on the AD search. I know absolutely nothing. So I'm really curious to see what, how this is going to play out. And I saw Zero whisper into your ear. He didn't tell me a word. He didn't tell me a word. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk 